Podcasting from baseball heaven, St. Louis, Missouri. Home to float trips, gooey butter cake, and the Gateway Arch. This is the Navigate the Rapids podcast, where you find out how to effectively run and market your business. And now, here's your host, Will Hankey. Uh, my name is Will Hankey, and uh, obviously there's a lot going on with uh, with the COVID situation. And uh, a lot of us are working from home or maybe in different environments than we're used to. And uh, so, I, so I wanted to bring in somebody that can maybe help us out with that a little bit, give us some direction, uh, give us some some semblance of, uh, of normalcy, if that's possible. And uh, also, I uh, wanted to talk to her about cash flow and some different things related to maybe projects that you have that are now on hold or you just haven't got paid for the rest of it and you can't get paid for it. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of those things today. So my guest today is Kathy Sexton, a productivity expert and business coach with over 17 years of experience helping business owners uh, sort through situations to make them more productive and profitable. Kathy, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here and share my knowledge. Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, are you highly in demand at the particular moment? <laughs> I, th I think everybody's kind of scared to do anything right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little different, uh, yeah. a little different world. Hopefully it doesn't last too long. But nonetheless, uh, lots of business owners that are in this current situation and need to kind of work through it. So uh, right. hopefully we can come up with some great tips today for them. Okay, great. Tell me a little bit about your business before we get Jump, jump into this. Okay, so I am what I call myself a reforming workaholic. Um, got very, very ill um, working in the corporate world and decided to veg out on my own. And people always ask me, well, isn't that stressful? Because basically stress is what caused the illness. And I said, yes, but it's my stress. I have control over it. So um, through the years, my business has evolved from doing bookkeeping for small businesses to now where I coach and, and help them with not only productivity, time management, that kind of stuff, business coaching, and then also creating a profitable, more profitable business. Love that. And what's your website? Uh, theproductivityexperts.com. Okay. Theproductivityexperts.com. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, so let's jump in. And first of all, let's, let's talk about the, what is it? The thousand pound gorilla in the room, I guess is what they call that. Right. right, right. Uh, for those of us that are typically not working at home, but all of a sudden we are working at home. Uh, what are some good tips around, uh, setting up a temporary office? Yeah, so if you've not been working from home prior, um, the best thing you can do is find a quiet, preferably private space to work, even if it's a small little area. I, I've known people use a walk-in closet, you know, if they needed to, but um, the more private you can make it, the better off it's going to be for you, your family, and um, just setting up that area that that's what you're going to do and work in. I think it's important to have um, all of the tools that you need right there. So don't share your tape and your scissors and stuff with the whole family because they'll be hunting in your closet or wherever you're working from. But I think the biggest thing is, is to think about, we don't know how long this all is going to last. And 
I predict we're going to find a whole lot more virtual working um, from home going forward because of all of this. I think it's yeah. going to force those that weren't going that way to be that way now. So um, start thinking about that. Start thinking about how if this becomes permanent or for a long term, you know, um, where, where am I going to work and how am I going to work? Yeah, I love that. You know, Tim Ferriss was talking about uh, working virtual probably, you know, eight or so years ago when his four-hour workweek book came out. Uh, and that was part of his plan was start working virtually and show your employer that you can do it and the business, the, the work will still get done, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so kind of interesting how this is really turning around. Right. My wife uh, works for a, a big company and she works from home one day a week. Well, she did work from home one day a week, uh, but now five days a week. And uh, it's amazing. You know, everything seems to be going fairly smoothly for that business. So yeah, uh, quite, quite different. So um, let's talk about um, uh, working from home now that for people that already work from home, uh, but suddenly there's kids and spouses in the mix. Right. So I think, you know, I think, and the, what I talk about, well, also those people are just currently working from home. I think they're going to have a little bit more adjustment, but those people that have been working from home for a long time, they've had their own space. They had their own quiet time. Now they have, as you said, spouses and kids in the mix. And how do we handle all this? And I think the number one first thing that you need to consider, and that is communication. Communi it is all about communication and, um, and clarity of, you know, who's going to be responsible. So let's just talk a spouse being home. So like you said, you and your wife now are both, you know, at home. You've always worked at home, you, you know, for a long time anyway. Yes. And so, you know, this is your space, you know what you need to do, but now maybe there's children at home, maybe not, but it's how do we do this together? And how do we respect each other's time, each other's privacy, and who takes care of the kids when, and all that kind of stuff. So it really, I think it'll save a marriage, you know, um, under this stressful time, because it's stressful no matter where you're at in this whole mix, but it really is about the communication. Right. And then I think secondly, you know, thinking about the kids. So, think, you know, and I think that's a big thing that we need to talk about is, you know, you're used to going into your office possibly and working all day long. I know I do. Um, but now, you know, they want your attention. Spouse wants your attention. When's it time to eat? You know, I'm bored. All those things. So I think <laughs> it's around the planning you know, and the communication with them. And maybe um, instead of planning on working, you know, eight hours, six hours, four hours, whatever, um, you, you, no matter what, this, this situation or not, think about working in 90 minute sections because then you're more productive, you know, only working at 90 minutes and then taking a short break or as long a break you want. But in this instance, it might, need, depending on the age of your children, it might be you need to break down into 30 minute increments. But I think it's about planning and, you know, setting the stage for the day, maybe have a project with the kids. This is a good time for us to look at how can we become more of a family type situation now. I think, yeah. I think this is going to bring families closer together. 
but we need to kind of start doing that differently. So are we going to do a game? Are we going to have a craft project? And then what time are we going to do that? You know, um, maybe there's a movie time. So movie time starts at this time. And that's a time for you to be able to work in your office and focus uninterrupted. So I really think it's about the planning and the communication and um, creating that schedule every morning. This is how it's going to be. And now we're at 24, uh, you know, 24 seven, basically this, but seven days a week. So, you know, our, what used to be our maybe, you know, eight to six or nine to five or whatever those hours were now it's, long longer so we can split yeah. that day up into little sections and i think it's um really important that we really you know really look at all of this and how we can be better as a family and better as a business owner in this time of crisis if that's what you want to call it or chaos yeah i love that i, I think it's fantastic uh, to set some guidelines i know that my wife uh she's already texted me twice today wanting more coffee you know, and, and so here's her thing, you know, you are your own boss, Will, so you can get up and go get coffee. I can't, I'm tied to this laptop, you know, so kind of, kind of funny to watch that. You know, I can't goof off as much as I was because I don't want her to know that I goof off during the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to stay in here and pretend like I'm busy. Right. So right. I don't have to yeah. Uh, but having that private area, you can do that, and they don't really know. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've so we basically commandeered two bedrooms. Of course, I've always been in one as an office, so she's yeah. commandeered the other one. Uh, but uh, but it's working. Uh, I, I love the guidelines idea. I think setting those, and uh, I'm not in a situation where I have young kids, but I can I can imagine that has to be really tough. First, for our situation, she's basically tethered from seven to four, you know, minus lunch. My situation is different. I can work whenever. So maybe it's some sort of staggering thing uh, that, that could take place. Right. I think, you know, okay, I'm going to take care or, you know, be in control of the kids at this time. And you can, you know, you're going to do it at this time. I think um, it's really about, um, you know, Explaining, I think a big thing is explaining to kids that just because you're home and not at school, you know, this isn't vacation. I still have to work. I still have to do things. So maybe it's, you know, when you're doing that focus time, you have a note on your door, you know, mommy or daddy's, you know, at work right now. So no interruptions. But I think it's all in the communications and the planning. Yeah. So let's talk about those interruptions. Those distractions or accidents are bound to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, how can we deal with those and still stay on track with what we're doing? So I think it's this really does a, uh, this is how we should do it all the time, you know, when distractions come, because they are going to be uh, come. So the yeah. first thing is to know what you need to get done today. So what are those top, no more than three things. What are those three things that you need to get done so that when the interruption comes, you know, right back where to go, you know, go to. Um, I think it's also knowing that we tend to overbook ourselves. So my whole thing has always been, don't book yourself more than 75% of your day. 
Okay. Now, in this situation, maybe it's less than that. Maybe it's 60 or 50 percent. But knowing that you have, you know, your different hours, but realize that things are going to happen. You know, Johnny's going to hit Sally in the head with the baseball, you know, bat or whatever, you know, or, oh, you know, the whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So and you have to deal with it. But the whole key is to know what you're trying to accomplish and not have 50 different things around you know, in this big old long list, it's always about focus. So narrow down, what are those top things I want to get done today? And only today, what's that one thing I want to happen today? Then you can go to the next thing. Yeah, I love that. Uh, another thing I've heard of is time blocking. And yeah. we actually had a question from Callie that said, uh, I've heard of grouping things you do into chunks and then work on a chunk for a period of time. What are some common chunks I should put on my list? So what I really recommend um, when I'm working with a client is that, you know, as much as you can, you want to do that. You know, time blocking, time mapping, it's called a lot of different things. Uh, one of the big things, so I don't forget to say this, is I love to color code my calendar. Okay. So that um, I can look at it at a glance and know how much time I'm working with a client, how much, you know, I got a lot of personal stuff going on or whatever, or meeting time, whatever that is. So mine's color coded, no more than maybe five colors, but you can group things. So it's really, for me, I'm very visual. So that helps. But the first thing is most important is what's your self care? That needs to go on your calendar first. So is it exercising and you get up a little bit earlier and do it? Or are you going to do it at lunchtime? I know, you know, our friend Dale does, you know, that's his lunchtime. He goes and he, you know, um, does his exercise in the middle of the day because at, yep. after work it's, you know, he's wore out and doesn't want to do it. So find that time. But that those are the things that need to be on your calendar. You know, your time with your family and then you can fill in around it. Um, people who have different types of businesses, maybe, or that they do some project work and some client work, you know, you can separate those out into days. You can set, separate those out into time elements. Um, working on your email. I got interviewed this morning about email and, you know, blocking that time to do that, setting that time aside. So, you know, two, three, four times a day max that you should be working on email so that when you do sit down to do it, you have the time to do it and you're dealing with it versus looking at it. Oh, I'll deal with that later. Look at the next one. Look at the next one. Look at the next one. And then before you know it, you've not dealt with any of them. So, um, you know, scheduling those, blocking out those times. And I think as far as how much time at one time, as I said before, 90 minutes is the max you should you know, stay concentrating in a project, but um, it's going to depend on the individual. Some people can't stay concentrated that long. So, you know, maybe it's 15 minutes here, a half an hour there, but think about what works for you and block out and make sure you have that extra time for variation. So say I'm going to work on a project at, at two o'clock this afternoon and an interruption comes, right? And I can't do that. The key there is that I move it. I don't ignore it and not do it. I move that time to something else. Okay. So if you're going to do with your email, you don't have time to deal with it in the morning, move it to that. Make sure there's maybe a little extra time in the afternoon when you're going to do it. That's awesome. I love the idea of only checking your email a couple times a day. I'm probably not going to follow that advice, but I do love that advice. <laughs> 
it is it is so hard not to check your email all the time you know or or whatever that distraction is you know and and it becomes teaching yourself to quit checking Facebook eight times a day or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so you can put those, put some timers on your calendar and, and it, you'll remind you to go do it. The thing, the biggest thing and the biggest reason why you want to do that is when we talk about multitasking and of course, when you're working at home and you get kids and everything else, that's going to really be multitasking. Right. But if you're working in a zone and you think, Oh, I wonder if someone, so-and-so responded or whatever, you broke that, that focus. Yeah. And so it can take up, and this is statistically shown that it can take up to 21 minutes for you to get back into that same point of focus that you were when you got distracted. So, um, you know, the, the least amount of distractions, the way you can keep yourself focused with a timer, with a uh, reminder, okay, it's time to take a break, whatever that is, you can stay focused a lot easier. I use a program called Focus at Will. And um, I guess that's for you, Will, right? <laughs> um, but it's just, especially music to help you keep focus. And when I turn that on, I don't use it all the time, but when I turn it on, I can just stay in the zone a whole lot easier. Interesting. So I have heard some things around music and particularly to, to listen to music that doesn't have lyrics. Uh-huh. Is that, is that legit? Well, let's talk. That's very interesting. You should ask that. So um, I was in a, a meeting one time and we were and the facilitator gave us an exercise to do. And and we all started working and he put on some real soft music. I, I like, you know, Kenny G or and, and, you know, okay. um, but the gal next to me, I thought she's going to jump out her skin. I can't stand this. Well, she was a real high ADHD person. Oh, you know, interesting. So that calming move, music did not, it made her jumpier, where for me, somebody else is talking and I'm trying to concentrate, forget it, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and this, so it really is about the person, but uh, true, the music, if I'm playing like oldies music or playing some music, I might want to sing along. Well, that, that yeah. is a distraction. So I think in that focus at will is all instrumental. So it is, and it's at different spaces and different types of, if you tend to be an ADHD person, there's your type of music. So it's kind of different types of music for different types of people. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Very interesting. Um, so another thing you mentioned was, you know, work for 90 minutes or whatever that number is, and then stepping away. Let's talk about that stepping away portion of your day. What do you recommend somebody do during that time to kind of keep their sanity? So, you know, for us here in St. Louis, you know, um, the weather's not been like very spring-like yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll get here soon. But, you know, the best thing you can do is just walk outside, get a little sunshine, take some, get some fresh air, especially as much as we're being cooped in right now. Talk to your neighbor from far <laughs> or, you know, and especially the kids, let them get outside and, and run around. They can't play with neighbors, but they can play, you know, with themselves and, you know, you can play catch or whatever, but just that activity and that fresh air. Um, if that's like for us raining or you can't do that, you know, just 
going in and um, maybe sitting down and relaxing a little bit, have a cup of tea, maybe read a chapter in a book. I mean, just something to change your pace. And if it, even if it's just walking around the house. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, just to kind of get your mental state a little bit different and then come back and try and focus again. Okay. So you see, I would get distracted and start cleaning the garage or something like that. <laughs> and then, and then... <laughs> that, ha that does happen. So that's for those people, that's when you put a timer on your phone <laughs> and it says, go back to work. And it, you know, after 10, 15 minutes, your timer tells you it's time to go back to work instead of stopping to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen where I missed a phone call because I, I just got distracted and started cleaning the garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, one last question before we kind of switch over to uh, finances, cash flow, stuff like that. For people that have a team uh, and maybe, well, at this point, it's probably a virtual team, whether they like it or not. Uh, what are some of your favorite tools to kind of keep the team cohesive and energized? Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, I started, I learned about Slack, I think, from you. Uh, years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. When I first started, and then I created my own Slack, but I never really used it. Okay. And um, just recently, not recently, but in the last year or so, um, my our NSA chapter has a Slack for the board. I'm on an accountability group. We have a Slack for the board. So I'm going, why am I not using this for my team? And so we started using it instead of emails and stuff because I, you know, I try to tell people limit the emails. Um, and so that's been awesome for us. Real quick, you know, questions, answers can be done. Um, you can use it with clients. You can use it with your staff. So I think that is, you know, for me right now in our team, that's the number one. Um, I know my daughter uses Jabber at, at, you know, she works for one of the big medical hospitals here in St. Louis, you know, their team uses like Jabber. So one of those time instant message time chat type things I think is great. And then having some kind of a project software, a base camp or Asana, I'm using Freedcamp um, so that people know, um, you know, projects that everybody's working on and kind of the state of those projects. I got asked this morning on that interview about, you know, can't you put all this stuff in one thing? And, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't know of anything that works as well as some individual things. And I think yeah. it's totally different because she said, can you use your, you know, outlook for everything? I go, no, you know, I, I can't, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess there's something out there I don't know about, but, I think certain things are used for certain things are more effective. Yeah, I'd agree. We use a project management system called Teamwork. Uh, and probably one of the best things I ever did for my business was get everybody in there and have all the projects and all the task lists and all these things in there. Uh, Teamwork has a CRM component. They also have a help desk component. Uh, and they also have a chat component, very similar to Slack. Uh, we're still using Slack because that's what we've been using for years. And, uh, you know, we're, that's just where everybody's at. But um, that's the only one I've found that's even close. But even with teamwork, you're still going to, like you said, use other pieces of software because nobody's doing it all. Right. But uh, uh, Slack is Slack.com. Um, teamwork is Teamwork.com. I'm not sure about Jabber. So I will look that up, put that in the show notes as well. Okay. Uh, curious to see what that is. So, um, so um, 
let's let's switch gears and talk a little bit about cash flow. Uh, how do we handle what could be a devastating effect in our business uh, when our business does take a huge shift like this? Well, um, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot with my clients in the last two weeks, right? I imagine so. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, the biggest thing, and this is just for everyone and not just business owners, I, I really think that we really need to step back and really realize, and it's easy to say this, but I mean, really recognize that we're all in this together, right? And um, if we go down the path of, oh, poor me, or oh, poor my business, that's not helpful. Yeah. So knowing that we have had crises in our lives before, some of us personally, you know, but, you know, even globally and, you know, um, nationally, and they all pass, right? And we all come out of it in a different model. And like I said, I think it's going to be a more of a virtual model going forward. Yeah. But just remember that we are all in this together and people understand. And um, if you are a business owner, it's so important. I keep telling my clients this, you have to keep moving forward. You can't stop. You can't look at this as a vacation. You can't look at this as a, a time that, oh, you know, clients can't pay me or I can't get new clients at this time. Do what you can do. Maybe there's been a project or a book you've wanted to work on. This is the time that you need to stay focused and maybe you have to cut back on expenses that, you know, you don't really want to, but, you know, with the social media and things that are free that you can do, just staying in front of your clients, doing things like this, well, that, you know, helping your clients with information and um, just to help them to move, keep moving forward. But I think that's the biggest key. Um, like I had a one of my clients I talked to yesterday, she goes, well, I'm thinking about her doing a sale. I go, why? Why waste that? Yeah. Uh, now I, you know, I said, plus who are, you know, when are you going to put it out there? Cause she's, she does a lot of stuff on social media and, and, and she goes, well, I'm not getting the views that I got. I said, that's where you need to focus then keep those views going, keep people talking about you, keep people, you keep front of mind so that when this starts to break a little bit and people feel like, okay, I can now move forward. Then, um, you, you know, you're still out there and you've not given up. And there, there are going to be a lot of small businesses that collapse through all this. And yeah. that's really sad, but um, don't be one of them. You know, try your best to keep things moving forward. I think uh, the, the fact of key or the, the idea of keep moving forward is going to make it easier when we get out of this as well. Because there's not going to be the sudden surge of all the stuff that we have to get done. Right. You know, at least if we're moving forward and we're getting things in place, we'll probably have that somewhat under control when they say when they open the gates. <laughs> right, right. And and as I said, it's a perfect time to spend 15 minutes, half an hour a day working on that book that you've always talked about working on. Because when you come out of this, you're going to have a book to sell, right? Yeah. Or, or that project that looking at that new business model, whatever that is that you've already planned for 2020. Um, now's the time to really say, okay, how can I make this happen? And maybe you have a little bit more time to work towards that. Yeah. So looking back, uh, hindsight is 2020. What is something that a business should have been doing six months ago from a cash flow perspective? 
from a cash flow perspective, um, it's basically part of a program that I do, but they really need, as we tell our children, I know I told my daughter, you know, before she moved out, you need six months of, you know, of salary set aside. You don't know what will happen to your job, right? Luckily, she's in healthcare and, you know, she's not going away anywhere time soon. But yeah, yeah. She's not like that with everybody else. So, um, and when she went to buy a house, she had the money to do it, you know, and, and be able to do that. So setting what I call a reserve fund up and and creating that so that when we do have these trying times, if it's this, maybe things aren't this major going forward, but we all have those dips in our business. And when you have that re um, that, that re those resources to fall back on can make a huge difference. It can make the difference between making it and breaking it. So tell me a little bit about the program you mentioned earlier. Is that the Miracle Money Method? Yeah, our Miracle Money Method. Um, I'm getting ready to launch the virtual program of that just here, just almost any day now. We're getting really, really close. Okay. But it is a program that systematically where um, you make sure you're paying yourself and maybe that gets less right now, um, but you're setting aside money for paying yourself, putting away money for taxes, putting money away for um, profit, that reserve account that I was talking about, and learning how to be very savvy with what's left over. So, you know, I, I got asked this question, well, that's not gonna work during this period, right? Well, no, it even works better during this period because it's all based on percentage of what you have coming in. Okay. So it's it's based on that percentages. So if you've got, you know, where you used to maybe get $5,000 a week and maybe you're now getting, you know, $2,000 a week or a month or whatever, all those are based on what is actually coming in. So it works both ways. When things are good and when things are bad, it's not going to be an you know, I mean, it still hurts when you don't have the money coming in, but the process doesn't change at all. Okay. You don't have to make any adjustments in it except for, you know, the amount that's going to go into every pot. Right, right. That that was going to be my question. So from a, from a perspective of changing where money goes, you can, it's kind of fluid, right? You can change your percentages of what's going into profit, what's going into operating expenses, that kind of stuff. Cause you never know when this is going to happen. So, you know, things right. like that, you know, it has to be fluid, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's based on percentages, it goes with whatever's happening. And you, again, like you said, you can even change the percentages if you need to you know, um, yeah. the debt reduction portion of it. So when we come out of this, those people who's had to take out loans to pay employees and things like that through that, you know, it, it's just, it's all built into that whole program. Okay. So how does somebody find out more about your program or your, your business? So um, I would suggest that they, um, you know, email me at Kathy, the productivity expert, you can go to my website and um, I've got a working quiz out there. We have some other stuff. We're getting ready to um, uh, do some, you know, more webinar type stuff that we're going to be available for people. So okay. uh, visiting my website is a great way. And um, then once you get on my list, you'll know exactly. And we'll be announcing it on Facebook too. Okay, perfect. So, uh, so your Facebook page is live and that that's hopping too. So that's a good place. Yeah. And then you have a newsletter or email list that people could sign up for. Yeah. 
Okay, awesome. So I'll put all that information in the in the show notes below. Uh, and then I have one other question for you, and this is a little bit different than normal. Um, because of COVID-19 and the current situation we're in, um, it's very possible that people are not watching this live, but they may come, they may find it, you know, a week from now, a couple of days from now or something like that. And they may have a question for you. Uh, with your permission, would it be okay if I toss those questions out to you and then we just kind of add them to the show notes as, as this kind of develops? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to do that. Okay. Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. And, uh, and you know, as more people become aware of the fact that they're stuck at home, not for another couple of days, but potentially more weeks, uh, you know, there's probably going to be some issues popping up. So. Right. Right. And I do have, um, you know, there, if anybody's really kind of stressed about anything or has any specific questions, you know, they can contact me and set up a you know, a free, a free call. And I'd have be happy to help anybody with any questions they have. Wow. Awesome. That's fantastic. I appreciate that as well. So, all right. Well, thank you, Kathy, for being on today. I, I know it was fairly short notice, uh, but you know, this just kind of snuck up on everybody, I think. So I uh, appreciate you being on today. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. You bet. And for anybody listening out there that, that wants to, uh, uh, leave us a review. Of course, we'd, we'd be uh, more than honored to, to get a review on this and uh, any other uh, information that you may need. Make sure that you check us out online and we'll put all that information in the show notes below from today. So I appreciate it, everyone. Thank you so much. Take care.